How's it going, everyone? Welcome into this bonus edition episode of the Couch GM's podcast. My name is Cody Roadcap, and I am flying solo today. This is something new that we started this year. I'm going to do, normally it comes out a day or two before now, but a little late week one, a lot of hectic stuff going around. Uh, but recapping week one, and then if you haven't heard, the Couch GM's Tyler, George, and myself, we have started what we're calling the World Cup. And what that is, is a 30-person fantasy football competition that consists of three 10-man leagues that will play each other uh, and be in different leagues over the next three years. And then in the fourth year, similar to how the, the Soccer World Cup works, but this is fantasy football, we'll have the league of all the winners and the highest scorers in one final luck to be crowned the ultimate fantasy champion. And we want to bring you guys along. Uh, that's what we're doing today. I'm going to recap some news uh, from week one. Also talk about the World Cup, where the standings are and where we're at with that. And end up with some Thursday night preview. So let's just jump in to some NFL news. All right, I'm just going to do a couple quick hits here. George, Tyler, myself, we are releasing new episodes every Friday morning. We record on Thursday nights uh, for the upcoming week, preview and getting you ready fantasy, NFL-wise, bets, all that good stuff. And we'll talk about some of this, the more the bigger stories in depth on that podcast, so make sure you check that out and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, but, of course, we have to start off with Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the New York Jets, unfortunately tearing his ACL. Puts him out for the season. Tough blow for the Jets. Tough blow for Aaron Rodgers in his new city. Uh, and it's a tough break for the NFL because anytime you lose a star player of his caliber, it doesn't doesn't do good for anybody. Um, trade ramifications from that offseason trade most like or the Packers will get their second round pick from the New York Jets in the trade. But it is worth noting if they were trying to go out and get a new quarterback potentially. Both their first and second round pick are currently tied up in that deal because of the the clause of how much playing time. Even though we know he's not coming back this year, that doesn't get figured out until the end of the season. So they don't have access to trade their first or second round pick. At this time, we'll see if they go out and sign somebody, make a trade. Uh, I know George and Tyler will have some thoughts of that in the episode later this week, so I won't spend too much time on that one, and we'll t break that one down on Friday morning. Uh, other news, another Achilles, J.K. Dobbins, another brutal blow. He, he's coming back off of another big injury, and uh, it's just tough to see for the kid. He has a lot of talent. He actually tore it on a play that he scored a touchdown, which is even more heartbreaking, uh, and that leaves a lot of questions uh, fantasy-wise. Is it going to be Gus Edwards, Justice Hill? Uh, they talked about good of a training camp he had, and he had the goal line work. So make sure you're checking your waiver wires if Justin Hill or – Gus Edwards, for some reason, went unclaimed. Might want to snag one of those guys up. But it was week one, and there was a lot of time, a lot of upsets, whether it was the Detroit Lions upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs on opening night, the Baker Mayfield-led Baker Mayfield -led, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers upsetting the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of great football. It's just the start. Uh, but that's quick. a quick recap of some of the big news story. Like I mentioned, we're going to break down those and talk about some other news on our show later this week. So make sure you're subscribed for that. Uh, but what we're really here for is to recap the Couch GM's World Cup. So let's get into that. Alrighty. Like I said at the top of the show, if 
you're new here, the Couch GM's World Cup is a 30-person fantasy football competition that is going to span over the next four years, this year and the three after that. We randomly selected uh, three 10-man leagues amongst all the players. Each group will get reselected at the beginning of next season. Uh, each champion from all three groups get an automatic qualifier. If and the extra spot or if there's repeat champions, they go to the high score. So we're tracking it all season long, and we want to make sure that you can be a part of this with us. You know, maybe you get guy you're going behind. And also, it gives you some good insight on how some people operate their leagues, and it all will so show a diversity because it's three separate leagues on how each league is run a little bit different. But if I, um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, one, I appreciate it. Make sure you have a review. Uh, if you want to head over to the Couch GM's YouTube page, you'll see the video version of this where I'll have the information up on the screen if you would like to check that. But I'll go ahead and throw that up here, and I will start in Group A. And as that loads up, it's popping up on the screen right now. Let's actually go a little bit bigger so you can see it. So here's the current standings for Group A. Uh, those are the team names. It's a little bit hard to tell who is who, but that's what we're getting started here. Uh, but you you see the overall results, but let's get into how each matchup went. And group, the commissioner is Tyler Snyder himself. Uh, so as you can see, he his name right now, which I believe has changed already, is Smile for the Smile for the Kamara. Little play on that. We're, we're all video guys at heart, so I, I love that name for Tyler there. Unfortunately, he did start out 0-1 uh, as he fell to Black Sheep, who is his brother, Nick. So, you know, fantasy football is all about friends and family, a little competition. Uh, Nick beat him in week one with a 108.3 to an 85.28 score. Tough matchup there. Just, again, since this is the first one, not all these podcasts will be this in-depth, but I want to get you a feel for how these teams are. So Tyler, unfortunately, had Joe Burrow uh, have his – pretty bad day in Cincinnati. That was another upset no, not a lot of people saw coming. Uh, Terry McLaurin down in his flex. Uh, and if you're on screen too, just to recap, this is a two flex, no kicker league, half point PPO. So rosters are quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and two flex that are quarterback or not quarterback. I'm sorry. They are not quarterback flex spots, but running back, wide receiver, tight end, and of course, a defense. So Tough blow, or tough blow for the resident Couch GM's Tyler in his first week. Moving on to the second matchup in Group A, we have Andrew, longtime listener of the show. We even got listeners in this league. Uh, tough start. He did break the 100 mark, which is always a goal in this kind of scoring format. Uh, but unfortunately, Ashley Madison, who's Greg, uh, had, I believe, the highest scoring week of all three leagues uh, this week. So let's take a look and see who he got. On his roster, he had Kirk Cousins, Alexander Mattinson, Najee Harris, who had a rough day. But then, of course, he had Tyreek Hill, who was one of the highest scoring fantasy players this week, along with CeeDee Lamb. But most importantly, how about them Cowboys and that defense? Uh, in our league, they put up 35 points. In other leagues, they put up a little bit more. Definitely a great start for for Greg, and we'll see if that continues into week two. The third matchup for group A was between our friend Cam and our good friend from college, Sean. Cam, although he has a nice score at 69.54, not great for fantasy, Sean did get a victory with 107.32. 
led behind Justin Herbert, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne. So even with guys like Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle scoring less than 10, he was still able to pull out a victory. So good to see that there for Sean. Uh, our fourth matchup in Group A was between Ryan. His team name is Urban Warfare and Andrew S. Uh, the first one was Andrew T. This is Andrew S. Uh, his name is Chaos Reigns. Both teams scored under 100 points, but Andrew S. will get the win with a 94.6 to 76 even points. Some of his key guys were Derrick Henry, Ramondre Stevenson, A.J. Brown. While, unfortunately, the Chargers defense put up a zero, a goose egg against the Miami or against yeah the Miami Dolphins. Damian Pierce didn't do great. Gabe Davis struggled. So not great, not a great start for Ryan, but it is week one. And that's the important thing. Remember, it is just week one. We shouldn't overreact to anything fantasy-wise too much, and we shouldn't overreact to what we see on the football field. I all I often refer to this. Do you remember the year that the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to follow that up by drafting uh, Trevor Lawrence? They started out 1-0 and didn't win a game the rest of the season. So week one is crazy all across the league. And just, if you had if you struggled week one, it was not a high offense output. So fantasy numbers were down across the board unless you had certain teams. Um, so that's how we are. And then to wrap up the fifth and final matchup in our Group A, uh, Tyler, also known as Kempe, you've heard him on the Couch GM's podcast. He's our resident betting expert. And then Colin, a former co-worker of mine that I used to play fantasy football with, a great guy, unfortunately falls to Kempe at a 136.24 uh, to 9204. And let's see how did Kempe get those 136 points. Aaron Jones had a big day, finished as RB1 on the week at 25.7 in our league. Also had Justin Jefferson and Amra St. Brown. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. So a lot of guys got in the end zone. So uh, looks like he is an early favorite for this group A. But again, it is not. You don't want to overreact. Sorry for the the extra stutter there, as the light just got really bright for some reason. So if you're watching it on video, I don't know what it was all about. So just to recap, uh, we had you know the first five matchups. So five teams are one and zero. Five teams are 0 and and we'll follow along all week long. So why don't we jump over to Group B? I think I said week long. We're going to follow all season long and next year and the year after that and year four. Group B is my league. So Tyler, George, and myself, that's why you did three. We're the commissioners of each one league. So we're not facing each other. Uh, we essentially randomly select our, our leagues, and that's how it works out. Um I had the best week of all the couch GMs as I finished. I'm currently sitting number one in B after 132 point performance, but we'll get into who my guys are, who I faced uh, in just a second. So if I hop over here into the game center, while that pops up on the screen, looking at week one, I'll start with my matchup. Pretty E victory against uh, Aaron this week, 132.16 to 70.06. Checking out the box score. Aaron Jones, very similar to Kempe, who we just talked about, finishes RB1 on the week. I, too, had Brandon Ayuk. Um, I had the Eagles defense get 16 points. So you can already start to see, just in this week alone, you know, if you had Brandon Ayuk and Aaron Jones, you you had a pretty solid week. And if you have Aaron Jones, you probably listen to this podcast because I talked about how he was the best value uh, 
of the draft in the rounds four and five, depending on how shallow or how deep your drafts were. So that was mine. And I can see guys like Derek Henry, Jamar Gibbs. That was definitely interesting to see how much David Montgomery outperformed Jamar Gibbs. I have to think that was more of just the vet. And as the season progresses, Gibbs, because he looked more explosive, start to, to come on. So all you Jamar Gibbs owners out there, don't freak out just yet. Uh, moving on to the next matchup between our good friend Josh. Uh, and if you're on the screen, you see his name is Jeff. Um, that's his real name, but we all call him Sheila here. That's how we refer to him. So Jeff is Sheila. Just a, and his team name is Twenty Characters isn't enough because he used to be in our main league with Tyler and George, and he was always uh, Shiva. And I, well, I can never remember it, but the, the name from the league show on Netflix. So definitely want to give a shout out there for continuing the maxing out the characters but healer did get the victory a close one one of the closer matchups this week uh actually the next two are pretty close 98.44 to 87.3 uh real quick some of the key players for Sheeler would have been nick chubb along with devonta smith uh cameron sutton had a, a decent day getting over 10 points and of course the 49ers defense putting up 15 being his highest score of the day uh where Despite Josh having the New York Jets and their 23 points and that last-second punt return touchdown by the undrafted rookie Hard Knock star, uh, he did not get enough points, mainly because, again, Joe Burrow, a guy that was drafted high, we saw him struggling week one. The Bengals started out 0-2 last year. They started out slow. Don't overreact. Joe Burrow and the Bengals should be just fine. Um, Najee Harris didn't do much. Isaiah Pacheco got banged up a little bit. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a bigger role than I think some people uh, mentioned. We talked about the Aaron Rodgers injury. Josh also had Garrett Wilson. While he did have one amazing catch in the touch or for a touchdown, would put the Jets ahead. He struggled to get targets and receiving yards. And we saw that last year when Zach Wilson came in. So Garrett Wilson, a guy that we thought could be, you know, a league winner around that two, three turn somewhere in there. Uh, could end up struggling a little bit. Maybe he'll be able to figure it out with Zach this year. Maybe Zach will show some improvement. Uh, but I know I'm a Garrett Wilson owner in another league and definitely have some concerns moving forward with him with the loss of Aaron Rodgers. So that'd be a name to watch as Josh moves forward and tries to get a win next week. I mentioned the next matchup is pretty close as well as George's fiance Bree squeaked out a victory 95.76 uh, to one of our friends, Reed, at 89.84. Again, not too much going on. Bree pretty much won because of Tyreek Hill and his 39 points. And, yeah, that's pretty much, you can see, Lamar Jackson had less than seven despite playing the Houston Texans. That was a big shock. Kenneth Walker had less than 10. Uh, Bijan Robinson did look the part. I had a really nice uh, touchdown reception in his game, but on the back of Tyreek Hill, Bree gets victory in week one. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, uh, Marcus likes to go by the fantasy godfather, and I've been in his basement. I've seen all the trophies from fantasies, the fantasy football rings, and if anyone deserves that title that I know personally, it's him. And then our former college professor, uh, Professor Neil, it says Cliff on there. Again, we call him Neil. Uh, that's with two L's. I apologize on the graphics that I made that I only put one on the first one. Again, I apologize for that. Uh, but close, closer matchup. Both got over 100. 
Uh, but Neil looking off to a hot start with Justin Herbert, CMC, uh, Amra, St. Brown. Uh, and then he actually was smart enough to flex David Montgomery. Uh, so probably one of the people that played him this week got the the 74 yards and a touchdown. So like to see that. And then, uh, you know, just performance you're not expecting. You, you expect more out of Jalen Hurts with 12.5. Uh, you expected more out of Damian Pierce, Kyle Pitts, and still the big question mark. Uh, so Marcus had a good week. He did start out 0-1, but I expect these two teams to continue to compete all season long and be there near the end, but we'll just have to wait and see. And the last matchup in uh, Group B was between Hayden, a friend of ours, and Shelby, who is Tyler's now wife. Um, really cool to see. Uh, group B has the only females in the group. We tried to get more, but only two wanted to play. Uh, so hopefully if we run back the the World Cup a couple years from now, we can get some more involvement from that demographic. And I'm sorry, Shelby, I know you had a rough week. We're in another league together where my wife did beat her. And she is just having some in terrible luck as we drafted uh, before the Ku Cup reaggravation. So her name is the Cupside Down, and she's living in the Upside Down right now as Cooper Cup is on the IR. But let's talk about this matchup and see how Hayden got 128 points, one of the higher scorers. And Calvin Ridley, he had a really nice day. Uh, and he has the stack with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. And the way those two connected, and especially in the first half of that game, that could be a deadly duo as we progress the rest of the season. He, too, had the Cowboys defense. Uh, so the Cowboys defense beat Shelby in this league and in the league. I'm sorry to, that she had to face them twice. That's never fun. And I'm sure there's other people out there that are doing so. And hopefully she can bounce back. Like we said, Josh Allen, you don't expect less than 10 points. And that's what he put up there. Devontae Adams, less than 10 points. You don't expect that. Now he's dealing with foot injury. Uh, so some tough luck for Shelby early on, uh, but we'll see how they bounce back. So that recaps Group B. Again, remember, if you're listening on the podcast version on your favorite podcast, again, we appreciate you listening over there. But I'd highly recommend you check out uh, the YouTube channel so you can see the scores and the teams that we're talking about Uh on your screen and you can follow along just a little bit easier than listening to me trying to keep track. I'm reading a lot of numbers to you and I know that that'd be difficult. Uh, there'll probably also be some cut ups some quick recaps on our social media channels on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube shorts. We're all get those real and sh short uh, type videos, uh, but we got group C. So group C is George, uh, his division. So let's start off with his matchup. Uh, he did start out 0-1. I clicked the right thing on the screen. As he only was able to put up 81 points, uh, where our friend Doug put up 135. So almost double the amount of points. So not maybe not that quite high, but George did not have a, a great week. But let's check out why. So again, Dak Prescott only put up six points in a 40-point performance because we talked about this defense. That defense is a team that Doug had, uh, so that was a big advantage for him. Austin Eckler had 24 points. Uh, Tony Pollard had over 20. It's just a lot of really good P's there. Uh, and George, unfortunately, he didn't have like a – he just had some really – he had to start Isaiah likely because he is a Mark Andrews owner who did not play this past week. So he tried to get the, guy, the next guy up and likely looked good when Andrews out last year. Unfortunately, he only had one catch for four yards. Rashad White finished with less than 40 rushing yards. 
Dak Prescott engine didn't have to throw because they were up so big. Tough week from George, and you'll hear from him on Friday. He'll he'll be talking by a little bit down, but I'm sure he'll be ready and have a plan to how to attack that next week. So let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, that our friend David with Mike or Mikey B, as he likes to go by. Uh, really close matchup, just over a 10-point difference here. Uh, 95.36 to 105.82 for Mike. Rolling down here, very similar guys you've seen for a lot of the winners. Eagles defense, John Robinson, Justin Herbert, Stephon Diggs, and then the losers. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they're having a lot of the same guys. TJ Hawkinson, less than eight. You know, Tyler Lockett, two. Sky Moore, 0.4. Like, heck, I, uh, not a great start for a lot of players on honesty, not just these two matchups, but a lot of guys uh, did not have the best week once. And again, that's why I'm going to say it again. Remember not to overreact to week one. So let's keep this moving. Uh, Anthony with and Jim, uh, one of the Jim has to be one of the lowest score, slowing lowest score. Wow. Couldn't take a deep breath. Jim has to be one of the lowest scoring winners of week one with an 80 80 score. Gets the victory over 61.44. So both these teams struggled mightily. And really it came down to uh, defenses. And and this league, uh, Anthony is dealing with the loss of Cooper Cup. Also wasn't 100% sure about Brees Hall coming back from injury and being the Monday night game. So that was a tough one. I imagine he gets back in that lineup. He had, he had Tua, which I can't blame him for not playing. Two when he also has Josh Allen. So I think if uh, Anthony resets his lineup in week two, he'll have a stronger matchup for sure. And the same with Jim. I mean, look, we talked about Jalen Hurts, low number, uh, Devontae Adams, low number, but he also has the foot. Jamar Chase is low number. So Jim could bounce back just as easily too. Two more matchups I want to hit real quick. Uh, Brandon had a – this was the closest victory in this match a 117.68 uh, loss to 120.68 for Jason. And I remember this because Jason has the Jets defense. Um, and in our group, I put out some graphics for the the guys, just keeping everyone updated. And I remember I was making the graphic, and I thought Brandon had won because it didn't update the Jets' final touchdown right away. So literally, that punt return touchdown was the difference in this matchup. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that those final six points for the Jets defense might have made the difference. And in the Couch GMs World Cup, we have that here with Brandon versus Jason. Two great scores to kick off week one. Imagine them to be top competitors in Group C all season long. And then moving on to Josh Schneider, one another one of Tyler's brothers, and uh, Cole, Not again, 88.86, victory over 60. 4.44 and that's the thing sometimes fantasy isn't about how good of a week you are it's who you get to face uh and when you can win with an 88 uh score you take advantage of that christian mccaffrey did help out a lot with that with 24 points so having basically 25 percent of the points from one player is pretty good dallas goddard that was a guy we haven't talked about yet but he threw up a goose egg not great uh george pickens less than uh six and a half juju smith schuster are less than five, like not a great day for Cole here. Um, but there's definitely some guys worth mentioning. You know, going to get Jonathan Taylor back at some point. We get Christian Watson back at some point. Uh, 
forgot his name. Josh is going to get Alvin Kamara back at some point. So a lot of great things. He also has Lamar Jackson. He's not going to have too many more games the rest of the season. That has less than seven points. Uh, so that recaps Group C. Again, the Couch GMs World Cup is a 30-man competition that is taking place over the next four years. If someone wins this year, they automatically qualify for the final World Cup League in year four. Um, but they're also facing, even though it's a 10-man league, they are also facing everyone else because we are tracking win percentage across all three years to give out the final bonus spots and uh, for the final World Cup standing. So we'll keep you up to date with that. Uh, we might do some big matchups to look for as we get later into the season. But before we get out of here, I did want to do just a real quick Thursday night preview. And the Thursday night matchup is on Amazon Prime as always, and it is a rematch from last year uh, with the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles are at home, and I expect this to go very similar to how it was last year. We just we talked about at the top of the the episode how the Kansas City Chiefs, not the Kansas City Chiefs, they did lose, but so did the Minnesota Vikings. We talked about both of those. Lost to the Buccaneers at home. Now they have to go to Philly on a short week. Uh, they going to get pressured it's prime time for Kirk Cousins I know he's started to slowly uh, break out of that narrative but it still is the case for them uh, so not too much to talk about especially for fantasy wise reminder to start your players that play in this game in actual position spots not your flex uh, the big one is Kenny Gainwell who dominated the snaps uh, is expected to be out for the Thursday night game so do you risk putting anybody in there do you throw in DeAndre Swift or Rashad Penny, or another guy on there, that committee back there. Um, if I had to pick one, it would be DeAndre Swift, and I think that makes it really complicated if you have one, another running back. Uh, we'll talk about all the injuries on Friday show, but that doesn't help for Thursday, which is why I'm doing this now. Like Austin Eckler, he's currently dealing with an injury. If you have him, or do you want to get st stuck with DeAndre Swift, but then have switch out your flex? Do you want to save that, but then – be forced to play someone uh, you don't really want to on Sunday if Austin Eckler's out. That is definitely a tough question. Um, like I said, I picked Swift this week's without Kenny Gainwell. Uh, I feel like he is a guy that might see the biggest boost, um, but I'm not rushing to put any of the Eagles in my, my lineup. I know Jordan Addison had a touchdown. I don't think I'd throw him out there on Thursday. So basically the guys I'm confidently playing on Thursday this week would be Kirk Cousins, um, and Jalen Hurts, both quarterbacks, I think, are, are worthy of a play. Alexander Madison, I think you can probably expect the same 10 to 12 range performance that you got from him. No running backs for the Eagles just because of the no Kenny Gainwell. We don't know who is going to be the lead back in that scenario. Wide receiver wise, and Jefferson is definitely in, uh, but I'm not throwing KJ Osborne or Jordan Addison for the Eagles, both AJ. Brown and Devontae Smith. I know AJ kind of struggled this past week. I would probably even throw Dallas Goddard in there at tight end. Uh, I know he did put up a goose egg, but I think this could be a week where they try to get him back on track. And of course, TJ Hawkinson, you draft him early enough, you're playing him. So that is a very quick Thursday night football preview. Like I mentioned, the regular show with the three of us comes out every Friday morning. Make sure you check that out. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on your favorite podcast app. We will see you. I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit later. We'll be doing this bonus episode talking about the World Cup and some other things each week 
for the rest of the season. And we'll talk to you later this week.